This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. This is an energy sport podcast covering the British and Irish Lions Tour of South Africa 2021. Hello and welcome to a new podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Energy Sport. This time we're doing a podcast for the Lions Tour of South Africa this summer. I'm Alistair Russell and over the course of the next however long the tour is, me along with Stephen Brown and Struan Garvey will be dissecting, bisecting and just generally getting our teeth into all things Lions. Welcome gentlemen, it should be a good one. It should be brilliant, I can't wait. I'm also very excited. There was, there was an opportunity there after bisecting to say trisecting and then we would have had a wee rugby pun right at the beginning. Oh, I missed the opportunity, that is disappointing. I'm not on form today, clearly. So we have the first Lions test coming up at the time of recording this weekend on Saturday at Murrayfield. Stephen Brown, have you managed to wangle yourself into that match or not? Uh, no, I've not. I, unfortunately, I have not. I had the opportunity to buy tickets uh, ages ago, but because of you know coronavirus still pounding away in the world, I didn't think it was going to go ahead, so I didn't buy tickets, but I was very lucky to get uh, seats in a pub to watch the game in Edinburgh. Should be excellent. So, let's take a step back a little bit. Stephen, tell us, what exactly are the Lions? I'm glad you asked. This, the British and Irish Lions, set sail from the British Isles in 1888. You're saying you're a Celtic football club were founded. This I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it is now 133-year-old touring team for rugby. The British and Irish Lions are not just unique to rugby in the sense that four teams come together every four years and tour one of the best teams in, in the world. They're unique to sport on the basis that four nations come together every four years and tour either New Zealand, South Africa or Australia. In this case, it is South Africa in 2021. But this, you know, like lots of sports that have happened over the last few years, it's going to be very unique. One, because South Africa are Iranian champions, just like they were back in 2009. And two, we're still enduring the coronavirus pandemic and it has been confirmed in South Africa there will be no crowds at Lions games. And this time it looks like the Lions have a very strong squad because, as far as I can remember, this is one of the highest numbers of Scottish players that have ever been in the Lions and that's sure to make the squad a great deal stronger. Yes, uh, I mean, there are eight Scottish players now. I mean, looking back in recent tours in 2017, there was only two initial Scottish players that were picked, which is, which was very disappointing. Warren Gatland, Warren Gatland for, for a number of years now has sort of been pointed out and said that he didn't pick Scottish players. But I, I can... You know, he's definitely redeemed himself, uh, you know, Scot- eight Scottish players. And over the f- 
four an nations. Impact of, an impact of the Scottish players could, of course, be the fact that uh, Gregor Townsend is now the attacking coach as well for the Lions. That yeah. could have had an impact on the numbers there. That Yeah, exactly. In recent times also, we haven't had a coach from Scotland in that environment. And if you don't, then it's unlikely then that players will go on a tour. I mean, in 2017 and 2013, we didn't have any Scottish, you know, coaches at all in that Lions environment. Uh, so it's really good to see that Gregor Townsend's the attacking coach. There's lots of Scottish players and all over the four nations, it's sort of close to an equal amount of players that played in the Six Nations. And so, of course, there is a lot of squad diversity in the line. So let's talk about some of the potential standout players that have had the luck to be selected for the Lions. Let's kick it off with one who was possibly the breakthrough, the revelation of the Six Nations, Lewis Rees-Zamet. What do we, how do we think he's going to do in a Lions shirt? I think Lu- Lewis Rees-Zamet, he's, de- he's the youngest player in the squad he definitely deserves to be on the tour. I think his attacking ability is very good. He definitely has things to work on, like his aerial battle and his defence. I think he's definitely going to play more in the midweek games rather than the weekends. But, uh, you know, looking back in 2013, comparing him to Stuart Hogg, uh, still got lots to work on, but there's nothing saying that he possibly could be in the test team coming to the end of the tour. I think it was really exciting to watch during the Six Nations as well. I thought it was just one of these players breaking onto the scene. Just really enjoyable to watch, really. I don't even think he's made 10 appearances for the Welsh national team, so I think it's credit that he has made the Lions squad at such a young age, turning 20 back in February this year. Another player that stood out during the Six Nations was the one, the only, the mullet man, Hamish Watson, who was, I believe, named player of the tournament. Yeah, Hamish Watson, he... He was obviously got player of a tournament. He had a phenomenal Six Nations. He's definitely sort of been overlooked in the past and sort of quite underrated. But this season for the Six Nations, when it matters for you to get onto a Lions tour, he performed fantastically in every single game. I think we can all remember the just the just the tackles he put in and the sort of pushovers. And specifically that Wales game where I think you had a fantastic stat, didn't you, Alistair? I did. I believe Wales missed five tackles in the whole tournament and three of them were Hamish Watson on one run. What England player do we think will stand out? One that surprised me, England player that surprised me with his selection after having, what, to put it kindly... I could say is a fairly average Six Nations was Owen Farrell. Stuart, take it away. (laughs) Do you think there's an element of experience and leadership in that pick? Obviously being the England captain. Definitely. Something to do with that potentially. Also a kicker as well if that is required. Obviously there's a lot of good kickers in the team. But um, it was a strange one. I don't think he really impressed many people. His dad probably did a better job at the Six Nations than him to be honest. But yeah... It's a strange one. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. Owen Farrell, you know, he was in the 2013 tour, 2017 tour. He didn't have best Six Nations, but possibly due to Saracen's sort of financial problems going back into going down and being relegated, um, it could be put to that. But yet again, uh, it's probably been taken on due to his leadership and the experience that Owen Farrell brings to a game. He's also very well known for his kicking and he sort of plays off as sort of a second player to the fly half. So we'll just have to wait and see how that plays off on tour. And of course, I think, what's the start that we've got for the captain of the squad this time? Alan Wynne-Jones, is he not the most capped player in international rugby history? The most capped player of all time, yes. Some start. So impressive to be still going at the level that he is still going at his age as well. Yeah, you know, Alan Wynne-Jones, he... This is his fourth Lions tour, actually. He toured back in South Africa in 2009, which is almost unheard of, doing the cycle of Australia, New Zealand, South Africa once is amazing, but now going back to South Africa again, is it's almost unheard of. So that's good for him. Um, moving on to Ireland, and the standout player that I'm really interested in is probably going to be Bundyaki as he was not seen as someone who's who was going to get picked that is an interesting point so why then do you think he has been picked is there any sort of clues uh my initial sort of thoughts of Bundyaki very upfront very straightforward defensive sort of strategy he's a brick wall in defense for Ireland and he was also very good at inside centre. Um, he may have not had the best Six Nations, but you know when you look at the South African midfield that they're going to go up against, such as Jesse Creel and Damien Delande, you know those are big lads. You need someone who's going to really tackle them, who's going to go directly to them. And I think that's possibly why Bandiaki has been brought into the tour. Yeah, so I I think this is his first tour, and being 31 as well, it's obviously a bit older for somebody to be making the first appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well obviously he spent four years in Ireland trying to get his residency to then play for the Irish team, so it's not much of a surprise that this is his first appearance on a Lions jersey, but um, yeah, those are our four players who we're looking forward to seeing playing. We are indeed, and there is some players that we will not be seeing playing, at least for the first game against Japan at Murrayfield, as there's been a few injuries in the squad already, hasn't there? There has. Um, I mean, the Lions squad was only announced on Tuesday, and we've seen Xander Fagerson and Hamish Watson pulling out of the Saturday game. Of course, Tad Furlong and Justin Tipperick have replaced both of them for Saturday's game. They aren't out of the tour, thankfully. They are just pro- rugby protocols for injury. That will be a shame not to see them, and possibly quite a big miss 
for the Lions. So, let's take a little bit of a look forward to that game against Japan. I think the last time any of the home nations played Japan was at the Rugby World Cup in 2019 when they beat Scotland. Yeah, let's take a moment uh... to remember that one. Um, so, <laughs> how, how, how do we how do we see the game going on Saturday? Uh, well, I think the Lions have a good squad. Um, obviously, we went over that quite a bit. You've let's look at this. So you, I mean, let's starting with the back row. You've got Connor Murray at nine with Dan Bigger at ten. Bundyaki, Robbie Henshaw, obviously on his second tour. Uh, Van der Merwe for Scotland at eleven. Um, and you got Liam Williams at fifteen and Josh Adams at fourteen. A real mix of backs for the sort of game against Japan. You have lots of, a real mix of sort of types of players. For example, you've got Liam Williams, who's very versatile, air attacks, air defence, his defence is fantastic, but then you've got Van der Merwe, who's more muscle. We all know how he just loves to run rampant against teams. We saw that a lot in the Six Nations. Overall, it's a good squad. I mean, looking up the forwards, you've got Rory Sutherland, you've got Ken Owens, Furlow, Henderson, Alan Wynne jones of course, for captain, Byrne, Conan, and Tipperick. So it's a solid squad. And then, obviously, looking at the bench, uh, you've got George, Jones, Sinclair, Laws, Valatow, Price, Farrell, and Watson. So there's lots of opportunities to get those sort of combinations ready before we even get to South Africa. And do you see the Japan game being one that the Lions should win, or is that going to be a tougher game? I, you know, the whole sort of uniqueness of being a touring side is that you get to play these one-off, really unique games. And, you know, the Lions are expected to win this, but it wouldn't be a surprise if they didn't due to the fact that many Lions squads in the past have been seen to be able to win games. But, you know, the British Irish Lions, once again, for once every four years, teams are so motivated to beat them. They are the team to beat. And this summer, they are that team. Everybody wants to beat them. Um, But to answer your question, yes, I do expect the Lions to beat Japan at Murrayfield. Uh, But, you know, looking at the Japan team right in front of me, there are a few players that are very notable uh, and a few players that were part of that famous victory over South Africa in the 2015 World Cup. For example, you've got Leach for captain, you've got Matsushima, Nakamura, Yamaka, Tamura, who were all part in the 2019 campaign, and a few of them were also part in the 2015 World Cup victory over South Africa. So uh, I think it'll be a fair game. I think it'll definitely ready the team for their tour heading into South Africa. And of course this is only the first game and it's not part of the official test so this is maybe an opportunity for Warren Gatlin to give people an opportunity that he might be whether be still deciding to evaluate them for the actual tour. 
the actual test. Who do you think is going to impress him come Saturday afternoon and might give him some some thinking to worry about come the actual tour? Uh, that's quite a good question. Um, Liam Williams. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people would expect Stuart Hogg to start that test series, but Liam Williams had a phenomenal 2017 Lions tour and stepped in for Hogg when he went back for his uh, for his injury. You also got Dan Bigger, that's a bit of a headache for Warren Gatlin as well, as Finn Russell has just joined the touring team. Uh, it's going to be between Bigger and Russell for the number 10 jersey. You've also got a few players, you know, Alan Jones and Henderson in the boiler room for the locks. Who will play? Will it be Maro Atoji? Will it be Alan Jones? Or will it be a bit of a mix? And then looking at the, you know, the back row as well, Tipperick, Conan and Byrne, uh, there's many, many players who will be vying for those positions come test series just like Hamish Watson. So I think Warren Gatlin has a lot to think about and it's going to be very interesting come Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think as we mentioned the injuries there, it is, you know, it's, it's always horrible to see players not be able to make a team, but of course it is an opportunity for other people. So, you know, Furlong and Fagerson, for example, or Byrne coming in for Watson, you know, it's a potential for them to stake their claim for the team. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's, it's I think we're all going to be watching it very closely to see those sort of combinations between the sort of players who works best with each other because that has definitely influenced Warren Gatland in the past uh, so I think it's going to be a really interesting game and it's a real opportunity for some players who may not necessarily be the automatic sort of player who's going to play on the test series but who may just inch it in can i get a score prediction from each of you for oh. this match oh. i'm i'm gonna go for 40 lions 22 japan i'll go 28 lions 14 japan plus well, 17 japan 17 Oh. I'm going to write that down as well so I don't I've, written, I've written that down so thank you very much for listening to our first episode and I guess you'll just have to tune into the lines on Saturday and into our review slash next episode of that performance to see if the boys were right thank you very much for listening please do have a good the rest of your day goodbye <laughs>